Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Hey there, how are all my friends doing today? I hope you're doing fantastic. Today I want to talk to you about an atmosphere of praise. Well, I'm from Virginia and it is fall time right about now and it is getting chilly so quickly. But you know what I love most about Virginia is it has four distinct seasons. You know, when it is summer, it is hot. I mean, and when it's winter, I get to see snow and I love when we get enough snow to just shut down the city, but like just for a weekend, clean it all up. I just want to have a snow day. And then in the fall, the leaves change and in spring brings rain. And when it rains, listen to me, it pours. You know, one time I remember going to the local park at Maymont and I had this um, summer dress on and I had no idea that it was going to get ready to rain and it poured and there was nobody around. And I was like, you know what? I am going to dance in the rain. I just wanted not only to um, stretch my arms out and not worry about anybody near me, but I didn't want to have a care in the world. I wanted to let go and not worry about others. Of course, I'd seen other people do this in the movies, and I was like, you know what? I don't care what anybody thinks. So I stayed in the rain, and I danced in circles. You guys would have legitimately thought I was crazy. I had my arms spread open wide. I began to sing praises, and since no one else was crazy enough to stay in the park, I danced and danced and praised God until it poured down so heavy, I couldn't even see in front of me. And then I got a little worried. I was like, boy, I got to find my car. But when I think about being saturated, when I think about being soaked in God's presence, I imagine being, I'm talking soaked, being drenched. And when I think about the outpouring of God's presence falling on my life, I imagine it feels like rain. Come on, somebody say, let it rain. Have you ever tried to outrun a storm? It is almost impossible. I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but one time we were driving down 95 and we were on the way to Florida and I saw literally a tornado had touched down. This was like so, so long ago. And I don't even remember what state if we were in Georgia at that time, but I was watching it to the right. And I don't know if I was young enough that like I wasn't even thinking that that could take a turn and come toward me. But if you try to outrun a storm, it's basically impossible. But when it comes to God's presence, everywhere I look, his power and his glory is everywhere. And I don't want to outrun that. But seeing and experiencing God's presence is totally two different things. You see, when you're saturated, it's to be fully satisfied. Now, come on. How many of you guys are following me here? How many people like a good meal? Do you like to get up feeling hungry? No, it's a horrible feeling. And that's why I love buffets, for real. But likewise, we have to come to the table of the Lord and eat till you can't take it no more. 
See, God wants that for you. Listen to me. I hope you're listening. God wants that. He wants for his presence to just overflow your life. His desire is that you're just going to have too much and that your life will begin to spill over. You know, when your life starts spilling over, I mean, if you're single, it spills over to all your friends around you. If you're married, it spills over to your spouse. If you have children, they begin to feel it. Same way when you get angry, that spills over too. But when your life begins to overflow, come on, I know you're probably by yourself in your car listening to this. Just say the word overflow. It feels so good. Look, it means to be running over. Say running over. Man, I love to just think about being soaked in God's presence to the point where it's just like running over my life. Because you know what? There's so many problems trying to run over marriages and run over children and run over single people and, you know, run over women. And you know what? I'm tired of those pressures coming against us. I'm ready for the power of God to run over my life. Look, Joel 2.24 says, The threshing floors shall be full of grain. The vats shall overflow, I'm going to say it one more time, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. Hey, have you ever asked somebody for a drink and they give you like a glass, it's like half empty? Well, one time it was three of us girls and my little brother and my dad was like, hey, can I get a drink of water? And one of us, I don't even remember, it was probably me, gave him a cup of water and it was like half full. And I'll never forget, he joked and he was like, um, excuse me, do we have a shortage on water? Nobody wants a cup that's half full. Man, we want it to the brim. Proverbs 3.10 says, Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats are going to be bursting with wine. I want to declare over your life right now that your household, your finances, your future is going to be bursting with God's goodness. His greatness is going to flow through your life. That's a good thing. I hope you receive that today. First Chronicles 29.11 says, Yours, O Lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Come on, somebody. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Man, do we serve a good God. Look, growing up in the ministry of New Life, um, newlife.center, you, you got to check it out. You're just going to love this. Growing up in the ministry, I witnessed so much of like Jesus just freeing people that were in addiction and bondage and depression. And I knew that the Bible said, for the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. And there was a divine power that we could call upon instantly. We could walk in, operate in our lives on a daily basis basis. Look, the Bible says this in Ephesians 6, 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of darkness of the world, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I wish somebody would hear me out there, guys. It's not a flesh and blood fight you got going on. If that was the case, we could just knock them out. It'd be over. It doesn't work that way. Have you ever gotten in an argument and you try to argue and you think you won? 
It does not work because in the whole day, you're like totally in a bad mood and the problem rears his head again and you haven't dealt with it. How do we deal with these problems? How do you deal with challenges in your life? You have to get on your knees. You're gonna have to fight against the powers of darkness with spiritual force. You're gonna have to do it in the heavenly realms. You're gonna have to do it through prayer. You're gonna have to rebuke situations. You don't even have to be near the person that you're having the opposition with. Listen to me. Stop arguing with people over things when you're not going to win that argument. Stop being frustrated in your marriages or your teenage kid that you just want to, I'll just leave those thoughts to your head. They're just driving you nuts. Okay. Stop trying to go face to face with them in an argument when it's a spiritual deal. Go to your room, shut the door, get on your knees and get in a conversation with God because God can help you in that spiritual struggle. So here we go. We have the power, but many times we can be in the center of what God is doing and feel all dried up and feel like you're in a desert. I know I've been there. Look, I could exist in the atmosphere of healings growing up, miracles and wonders, and I was still thirsty. You know, as a young person, seeing many people pass away to overdoses, illnesses, you know, it took a toll on my faith. I remember in one year, I went to 11 funerals because we were dealing with such hurting and broken people. In fact, that's all it took for my well to dry up. And there were times when I felt like I had no feelings. My emotions were painfully wrung out. If you could just think of a sponge, just wring it in between your hands. And that's how I felt. And, you know, maybe you're listening to this podcast today and you go, you know what, Rosalinda, I can relate. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, look, we all go through those times, okay? You are not alone. Don't think you're crazy. Don't think you've lost your faith in God. Maybe the challenges of life, you know, have just made you feel empty and and maybe you do feel dried up spiritually the way I felt like when we were going through those challenges in ministry. You know, some of you guys, the reality is this, you're so dried up that to be saturated, it doesn't even sound attainable. Have you ever wondered how people can come to church or maybe even yourself, but feel dried up spiritually? Well, I want to talk about that today. We're going to take some time to sit in his presence. I don't care if you're driving, if you're at the office, if you are using a vacuum cleaner at home, I want you to just take some time to sit in the presence of God. And can we worship God and just open our hearts and hear his voice? You know, some of us are filled with the power of God, but you just need a fresh touch. I've been in ministry my whole life. Trust me, I'm not always on like 10 and mountaintop experiences. Sometimes I'm like, Lord God, I need to go to that altar and get on my knees. You know, so many times, hey, I'm going to talk to you the way it is. Look, as Christians, we're like fronting and, you know, you're really fronting with your relationship with God, but you're like, I call it in one of the chapters in my book, a a frigid bride for Christ. And we're trying to front and let people, you know, like raise our hands. We sing worship. We give them the tithing. We know how to amen. You got that. You know, I am blessed and highly favored. And you start talking that Christianese. And yet you are so 
dry and you're hurting. But I want you to know this, that God has an endless supply of his glory and there's no limit to the grace of God. Psalms 27, five through nine. This is gonna be your verse. Listen to me, okay? God's word says this, for in the day of trouble, he's gonna hide me. Come on, somebody. Sometimes I just need somebody to hide me. It says he's gonna hide me in his shelter, in the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He's going to set me high upon a rock. The problem is not God, okay? The problem's not God. No, it's that some of us have lost our way to his shelter. Some of us have turned off our spiritual GPS. Girl, listen to me. Man, listen to me. You've just turned off your spiritual GPS. You're lost. I have been lost. Because I get so caught up in the day-to-day -day problems, in sometimes the issue that we deal with as families, and I have stopped running to God. But the great thing is this, the good thing about God, he is so amazing, is that you can come running back to his presence. And he's been there all along with his arms open wide to receive you. You see, I've been to the valley. How many of you guys can be real with me on this podcast and, and comment on that podcast and tell me about a, some time that God took you from the valley to the mountain. And I've also been on those mountaintops and it feels so great. Oh man, we're the winner. And that's the place when we are in the center of God's will. You know, I've even been on that plateau. You know what a plateau is? You're just stuck. But I know one thing. I want you to hear me. And the word of God says this, Jeremiah 31, 25, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. I need God, and I know you do too, to just like, man, just pour out on me like rain and refresh me. Look, let's turn to our Bibles if you're at home. And if not, I'm going to read you this verse, Psalms 27, 4 through 9. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. If there's a hangout spot for me, it's got to be the house of the Lord. You know, there is so many people that come in and out of our lives. We've been in ministry my whole life. I'm talking decades and people come they go, they're so excited in the beginning and they jump from church to church to church. It happens all the time. And look, I know sometimes you are in a place where you got to get out of there and you, you do got to get a place that's, you know, Bible believing, that's going to feed your soul. But we can do it to the point where we, we're just not even allowing a shepherd to like shepherd us. We're not even hearing the voice of God and you know, we're trying to do everything and hear every voice and we're completely lost. Well, there's one thing that I know. I love going to my mom and dad's house. There's just a comfort there. My kids love to come home from college. And you know what? You and I as sons and daughters will find a peace in the house of God that we won't find anywhere else. And that's why sitting at home all the time and not connecting in church, you can have you know what? It can be okay and you can get some great word, but there's nothing like getting the fresh meal that's put before you by your local pastor. Anyways, as a side note, this Bible says, David insisted, 
how many of us know how to insist? It means we're going to do whatever it takes. You know, I remember getting our first dog and boy, we whined and we begged and we smiled and I hugged on my husband. We did everything we could to convince Carlos that we had to have a dog. You see, we need to make a big deal and insist that we dwell in his presence. We have to put distractions aside and spend time with Jesus. We have to be like, no, look, this isn't something that I wish I had. This is something I know I need. I have got to be in the presence of God. The Bible says in Psalms 27, 5, For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwellings. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent. He's going to set me high on a rock. Oh my God, how good you are. Man, do we serve a good God. You see, David is talking about the future and he knows it's not going to be easy. The future is not going to be easy, guys. Trials have come, but he is sure that he's going to see new situations. He also knows that God is his protector. It says this in verse 6. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. Come on, somebody. Have you ever had haters? Look, people be hating on you. You're doing something great and people start hating on you. So I know you know what David was feeling in that moment. David had some enemies. He had some haters. But it says at his sacred tent, I'm going to sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. When you start getting some negative feedback from others, that's because God's going to take you to another level. Just start praising God. Just start shouting his name till the sound drowns out from every negative thing that you're hearing. You see, when you experience complete saturation of the Holy Spirit in your life, you are overcome with joy. And I'm going to tell you, it's about our attitudes. How you perceive is going to determine how you will receive. How you perceive is going to determine how you will receive. In other words, when you recognize your need to worship, you're going to receive even more of the presence of God in your life. It's been said that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we respond to it. People, I want you to hear me. Listen, friend. Listen, Linda. Jesus is here. He's here in this space right now. And how you respond, your choice of attitude even affects your worship experience. Today, we live in a time where there is so much distraction. There's so much competing for our attention. There is a battle for your time. There's a fight. And he was a single-minded soldier. I'm talking about David here. And you remember the story of David and Goliath? See, every other guy saw this as impossible, as hopeless. But David wasn't afraid. You need to stop being afraid. Let me be your word of an encouragement right now. Stop being afraid. Do not let the words of other people take away your desire to want to go to the next level. Every other guy saw that as impossible for David and hopeless. But David wasn't afraid. He said, let's get it on, baby. Well, I don't know if he said the word baby, but look, Goliath could have talked about his people, 
talked about his mama, talked about his family, but none of that moved David. It's when he ridiculed God. That's when David said, oh no, we're going to draw the line right here. You know what my question for you is, my friend? Where are you going to draw the line? So what's your Goliath? What is the enemy of your time? We've got to go there. We're going to need to get there. There is a destination for worship. And there's a place you got to be in to get saturated. And David said this, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. David is speaking of an ongoing and intimate relationship with God. Hear me, guys. God is not a genie. You don't just get to rub the lamp when you need something. But he built a relationship. I have a lot of staff that work with us. I, I don't know, maybe like 32 staff on my team, right? I love them all, but I'm a little closer with some of them than I am with others. And why? They're in my space. You know, we have conversation. They send me a text. They give me a phone call. Sometimes you get a thank you letter. And now I'm really aware of them, but my interest is even peaked to know Hey, is there a way that I can help them? Is there something going on that maybe we can help facilitate for them? Because they have created a deeper relationship with me. David is speaking of a deep, ongoing, intimate relationship with God where we live in the very presence. Worship is meant to bring us to the throne of God that we might grow in our understanding of him. When you worship God you're going to get to know him. You are going to know his voice and he's going to know yours. If you want to be saturated in God's presence, you got to decide to make room in your life. Hey, what do you need to cut out of your schedule? Do you need to get up earlier? Do you have to go to bed a little later? What do you need to do to put God on your calendar? He can't just be there when you need him in an emergency. Okay? If you really want to have that full life, he needs to have time in your life. So ask the question, what am I worshiping? What is consuming my time? Is it my worries? Is it my fears? My projects? My job? Even my dream? Right? Trying to be successful? A relationship? Set aside time for rain time. Make time for rain time. What do I mean by that? Stretch your arms open. It may not be literally outside with the rain falling on your face. It is falling on your face before God and having that time where his presence can rain down on your life. The Lord did not receive Cain's sacrifice because it wasn't right. It was not the sacrifice itself that was wrong. Grain offerings were offered to God in other places in the scripture with great results. It was all about the attitude it was about the state of Cain's heart and Cain was not right with God. I want to encourage you today to get your heart right with God. If you got to have a one-on-one -on -one with him and just say, man, God, I'm sorry. You know, I've done you wrong because I've just put things in front of you and I don't want to do that. I want you to know for sure that I love you. I want you to know for sure that you're so important for me because I need you. I'm facing some great obstacles in my life. I want to go somewhere in life. I want to climb a mountain. I want to be successful. I want to don't, I, I just don't want to talk about my dreams. I want to reach my dreams and God, I got to get my heart right with you. Second thing is do this. Ask God to fill you 
with his presence. When you do that, oh, get ready to get rained on. Get ready for it to overflow into your life, your family, your marriage, your kids. If you're dating somebody, it needs to flow into their life too. Thirdly, create an atmosphere of worship. Turn off distractions. Turn off the phone. You can't be on Facebook. Go somewhere silent. Go get an old school Bible with paper and pen and create an atmosphere for him. And lastly, fourth, invite God's presence into your life. Well, I really hope your heart was touched today. And so, you know what? Just learn how to worship God. And I want to teach you something really quick. You might think I'm crazy on this podcast, but I'm going to tell you, wherever you are, can you just, you know, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're in a place you can do this, just pause really quick and just stretch your hands toward the Lord in a sign of surrender and just say, Lord, man, I just thank you so much for who you are. I surrender my heart and I'm so sorry that I have not put you first. God, will you fill me with your presence right now? I need you to overflow into every area of my life. I am going to make a commitment to create an atmosphere of worship for you. Lord, I want to feel your presence like never before. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. That's what it takes to create an atmosphere of praise. And I pray that this ministered to you today because I got ministered to right here in the studio. And I'm just ready to conquer the world because I just, I felt the presence of God. I hope you did too. Remember, when you put your trust in God, He will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.